Hey everybody, my name is Nyla and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is going to be all about Flint, Michigan, five years later. So let's get started. So again, welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, rate and share it, and support it, especially if you love it. And lastly, send your comments or questions by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So for right now, I'm going to start off with the announcements for today's episode. I'm going to start off with the uh, first Sierra Club May Anniversary Greener Thoughts Prize giveaway that I'll be um, having it start actually very soon, um, approximately May 2nd, um, 2019, just in a few short days, and it'll happen until... Um, the Greener Thoughts podcast episode on the date of May 26th, um, 2019. That's a few short two days before the actual Sierra Club's um, anniversary on May 28th, 2019. Um, as you all may have heard and know about, I am a Sierra Club member and I'm on the executive committee um, on the county level, uh, group level for the Sierra Club and um, I just wanted to give back and celebrate what wonder the Sierra Club is. And since its anniversary is, of course, on May 28th, I wanted to make it uh, super special. Uh, details about the giveaway will be announced in the May 2nd episode, as well as published in the podcast episode description. So the um, fact I want to talk about today uh, briefly before I get into the episode is strictly about uh, mental health starting out and then I'm going to go into naming the uh, volunteer uh, organization uh, for this episode and shouting out and giving it some uh, love. As you all know, as I've talked about in earlier April episodes, This month is National Mental Health Month and also National Volunteer Month, among many other celebrations. So for the past number of April episodes, I've been shouting out several different um, mental health facts and as well as uh, volunteer organizations I know about and love and support. So the mental health fact for this episode is that more than 90% of people who died by suicide show symptoms of a mental health condition. That fact was sourced from NAMI, which stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And the volunteer organization shout out for this episode is Color of Change. So I want to start off with the reason for this episode and then get into an update for a previous episode's details I talked about um, just recently and then we'll get started. So the reason for this episode is because I first heard about Flint, Michigan's um, water crisis and issues, um, I'd say a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And when I saw the story um, 
in the source from uh, NPR in the environment section, I decided to uh, go ahead and give an update to this. I know that many things have transpired over the past um, four years or so, and so uh, four or five years, I should say, and I wanted to um, bring knowledge to those who maybe haven't heard too much more about Flint other than some of the news headlines and catchy titles and and the um, debilitating water that they have, many of the residents are having to drink at times, um, the filters and the bottled water uh, being sent there. I wanted to follow up on this information and uh, make it known and make it present. So uh, I decided to make it um, this podcast episode's main focus, and um, as well as um, updates to uh, Governor um, Isley or Isley of Washington. Um, uh, I did a previous story um, about him just recently, and uh, right now he's calling actually on 2020 rivals because he's in the presidential uh, race for 2020. He's demanding that Democrats actually host a climate-only debate, which is, you know, pretty interesting, even though he is a, a climate change um, a supporter and defender. Um, he requested that a petition actually be launched as of last week, you know, urging the Democratic National uh, Committee to actually host this climate-focused debate. Um, if there is more news on the debate as a whole in the future, I'll probably do some more updates to um, that information, and it seems really interesting, so I'm glad that uh, I I touched on that a little bit. Um, So let's get into the episode. So I entitled um, this um, segment, The Crisis of City Water, mainly because um, it's Flint, and it's Flint, Michigan's um, hot-button issue right now, and it's really marking... Um, Flint for the worst in some respects and um, there could be a changing tide. Things could get definitely uh, better and I'll talk about um, some ways that it could in the, in the future um, but I want to give you some background on Flint, Michigan. So um, Flint um, is where um, about 100,000 residents live, uh, give or take. And about one in five or 20% of the households there actually don't have access to a vehicle. And 40% of Flint residents actually live below the poverty line. And Flint's unemployment rate is sky high and has remained high. And also median income levels um, are at least less than 50% of the state's average. Background on uh, Flint's water crisis as a whole is that it was mainly implemented to save money. And the after effects of that and trying to save money actually resulted in many horrible things, mainly the mayor being being ousted and the governor being at fault. Now, cloudy, foul smelling and and the tasting of chemicals and other things in the water has made things so much worse. Um, the water system has even suffered from E. coli outbreaks, and eventually this city um, did acknowledge the overall problem and, and noting that it was in violation of the Safe Drinking Water Act. And then 18 months, or approximately a year and a half later, um, after the initial scandal and incident, government officials admitted uh, the switch had been badly botched and mistakenly done. And then, in October 2015, 
Flint switched its water back to Detroit water, but many of the effects still remained. And 15 city officials and state officials combined were indicted for many of their actions related to the water crisis, but only about half, which about seven or so, um, cut plea deals, which is unfortunate, and although no one has really gone to jail. Now, in what's happening uh, now in Flint, or how I should say the, the new vision of Flint, um, really um, is about attracting new populations, new people to the area. In the city of Flint, it really just hopes to, um, right now, inspect the nearly 30,000 pipes that are actually connecting city and homes um, of their waterways and their, their mains, mains together. So there's a lot of piping that has to be restructured and revamped and redone. And actually, um, from my research and, and watching even uh, videos about Flint, one of the problems I saw was that, um, like according to Al Jazeera, if someone lives in a neighborhood that hasn't had their pipes replaced or hasn't really used that water, they're still being charged for water. And which is, you know, really uh, angering and it left me in a puzzle as to why this was happening. But currently though, in 2019, Flint has actually um, invested about $200 million in new business investments. Um, those are coming in. So it's, it's, it's building back to um, a healthy way of living in a, in, a, in a city that was at a time really going through it. And it's, it's building back slowly but surely. So, you know, everything from new auto parts and, and making and manufacturing to even a new culinary school, uh, Flint is slowly but surely making its way. But is it all too little too late? Well, weekly water lines, sadly, are an occurrence that hasn't disappeared. And a Flint resident, uh, Melissa Mays, um, she says, quote, in other words, we're forever poisoned, damaged, traumatized, that's not gonna ever be better, end quote. And I think she's right. In some ways, it is nice to see Flint rebuilding and restructuring its life and building its citizens back to where it used to be because it has 100,000 people to take care of. But yet, you have kids that have, have died, the elderly that have been um, completely stripped. Many who are living on disability or other means are struggling to survive and have to make difficult decisions between, you know, water and not making, you know, ends meet. They have other bills and other needs that they have to take care of. And according to the NRDC, or the Natural Resources Defense Council, um, it's made an enforceable commitment of actually um, holding in place that the city will make amends and change things. And actually replace up to um, $97 million worth of um, lead piping over the next three years and in, in putting that money into the piping in the city. So, you know, the city and the state are actually, you know, being together and, com and uh, being one team and actually monitoring and are continuing to monitoring tap water over the year and a half. Um, or the next year and a half, I should say. And um, the NRDC and Flint residents are, um, are and have been working, of course, on this lawsuit, which they promptly won. And so, 
you know, things are coming together slowly but surely. And also the state of Michigan and the city of Flint, um, they've guaranteed that by 2020, they will pay up to $97 million. So like I said, they'll pay up to that much um, in funds to replace um, 18,000 lead and galvanized steel pipes in the city's water system. Um, that's also um, relates to the 30,000 uh, water mains and piping connected to houses and um, city water. So that's very important to note. So my thoughts on the uh, Flint water crisis as a whole is that I, I'm really glad that I talked about this uh, topic and issue because it is uh, full of so much packed information and this has been going on for four or five years. Um, so it, it just, it just pains me to know that, um, you know, this is happening and, and it's not to say, oh, that this is happening in America. It's that this is happening, period. Water is is a is a necessity. It's a right in some ways because it's, it's what we need to survive as humans. We can't live without it. We have to live with it. And just to save a quick buck, that's not the uh, purpose. That shouldn't have been the end-all, be-all just to save some money that Flint, Michigan had to switch its water. And that really, it just, it just pains me to even think about. I couldn't even imagine, you know, living numerous days without water, you know, having to bathe, um, in, in bottled water, cook, um, eat, uh, to, to clean, you know, my house or, or things like that. Like I, there's so much that can be said about that. And I'm, my heart goes out to all the residents, of Flint who've had to deal in that pain, in that trauma. Um, it's just completely unforgivable what the city of Flint has done. And um, in my environmental uh, sociological view of what's happened to Flint, like I totally think it's structural racism. It's really, it was present there in the time of, of Flint. And I can say that because this is a city that's more so half than half black. And this probably wouldn't happen in a city that was made up of, of white people. It just wouldn't. It, it's, it's a city that is, is poor, but at the same time, like it's rich, full of different other things. But if you have a base of people where 40% of them are poor, you're doing something wrong. If unemployment is sky high, that's a problem. And this is an issue of environmental racism, but at the same time, it's costly to those who live there. You're putting their health at risk. And that's the issue. You know, the fact that city officials and state officials sign off on this and and people were watching on TV that had the button literally switched on versus off and turned a different way to, you know, turning off the river water. It just, turning on the river water, I should say, it's just... It's just really alarming and disappointing. I can't believe that that actually happened. And as far as next steps, well, since the city of Flint is getting the $200 million in business development and other renovations and other things, sure, the city itself could change as a whole. But we have to look back at this powerful environmental lesson that we can't just treat those who are less fortunate, those who happen to live where we live, as less than. We just can't do that. 
Um, and for those who um, are looking at the Flint water crisis head on, um, was this a, a system of bad management or just a lack of adequate funding to even um, think of switching the water um, to where it was less than? Um, and was there an evasion of truth? Truth. I really think that there was an evasion of truth for the most part because citizens weren't fully told about this until they saw it on, on the news and then they mysteriously got the water um, through their pipes and their, their sinks the way it was. I think many players were involved um, in Flint's water crisis as a whole. And to tell you the truth, if I were in Flint, I would do... Um, you know, many things. I would probably move, you know, or I'd, I'd fight first um, to get that lawsuit um, in the works, um, you know, but would you demand change? Would you move? Would you file a lawsuit? Um, and so bring about the thoughts of what you would hope to bring about change and solutions in Flint, if you were in Flint. If I were in Flint, I'd be a part of the people who are fighting, um, in the lawsuit and have one, but also if that didn't occur, for example, I'd probably move. I just, I wouldn't live there to begin with. Um, there are many different campaigns that I'll get into in the Mother Earth Minute segment about, um, you know, those who are fighting back and those who are moving out of Flint period. So there's many different resources I have there. Um, lastly, as part of my thoughts, I want to share, um, you know, more sentiments, and I want to, um, of course, recommend that anyone who's listening who happens to be impacted by Flint's water crisis or knows someone who's impacted by Flint's water crisis to also share the song City of Lead by Bootleg of the Dayton family uh, featuring Mickey Wade. And that video on YouTube is to share awareness and give support to those um, affected by the Flint water crisis issue and the link for that uh, video on YouTube will be found um, in the podcast episode description. So look out for that briefly. Next, uh, I'm going to get into the Mother Earth Minute in just a quick minute, but I want to first share with you a quick message about how you can support Greener Thoughts. Do you love Greener Thoughts? If you're able to, decide to show your support of Greener Thoughts by clicking the second link in the description box of the episode. It's a direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minute is just a time in Greener Thoughts where I love to, of course, review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and, as always, save Mother Earth. So, this issue right now and the message uh, in this episode is that water is life, so please appreciate it. About one in nine people like access to an improved water source. So, you know, water is very important. I drink water many... Uh, times a day, several times a day, try to get my um, four to eight cups as I, you know, can and, you know, be healthy in that exercise, all of that. Um, and so I want to share briefly with you some tips as to um, how you can support those affected by Flint's water crisis right, right now and um, 
we'll get started. The first uh, resource for you is the United Way of Genesee County and their Flint Water Fund. Uh, the United Way of Genesee County will use all funds raised through its Flint Water Fund. Um, and they're going to be uh, for the purchase and distribution of bottled water, filtration devices not supplied by the state of Michigan, and also health access for children affected by lead. And United Way will use 100% of the funds for this purpose, and no administrative fees will be assessed. You can reach them at their address at 111 E Court Street, uh, Suite 3A, Flint, Michigan, 48502, and the phone number is 810-232-8121, and their website, they have one as well there. Um, I'll talk about that in a brief second. And then the uh, other uh, resource is Community Foundation, Greater Flint. Uh, donating to the Flint Kids Fund is the single most important action you can take to ensure long-term change for the better in response to the water crisis that's happening in Flint. An address for them is Foundation for Flint Community Found Foundation Building, 500S Senegal uh, Street, that's S-A-G-I-N-A-W Street, um, Suite or Suit 200, Flint, Michigan, um, 48502 and the website I will talk about that also on um, both the websites for those organizations will be in the podcast episode description as well as the other links I'm going to talk about in a second so uh, additional resource links are um, as follows so it's the city of Flint they have a website that you can definitely uh, go to the, uh, click on Detroit is another one Crowd Rise by GoFundMe it has a different campaign um, going on by Big Sean. And then GoFundMe, you can always search online and type in Flint Michigan Fundraising. They have tons of opportunities there, um, especially uh, what I talked about earlier, people moving and uh, relocating from Flint. That is a, um, a thing that's happening now. Uh, Flint Cares is one of the... Um, uh, Websites that are doing their thing and showing Flint that they care um, from all things health and economics to other types of subjects. Um, and then Flint uh, Water Info is the last uh, resource link. And again, all this information, including the websites links, website links, um, will be published in the podcast episode description. So look in the detailed uh, message box there for all this type of information. The second and last tip is that the NRDC and Flint, Michigan, um, like I said before, have teamed up. Um, and so, you know, the NRDC and the ACLU, for example, um, and the residents of Flint, Michigan actually took their local government to court in the battle for, for safe drinking water and won. Um, and that's where you get those monies almost, um, and the millions of dollars, um, I should say, um, of all that money that's being um, done to replace and repair the piping uh, done in the city of Flint. So if you go to www.nrdc.org forward slash Flint, uh, you'll go uh, see all the types of information, including vid videos, um, how to get involved, a timeline of events, uh, FAQs or frequently asked, asked questions, 
and uh, also what's new for Flint. You'll see all that information there. So the eco fact of the day is that California's 2018 wildfires emitted as much carbon dioxide as electricity generation does for the entire state in a year. Three of those fires alone will cost insurers more than $9 billion. Hurricane Michael cost Florida insurers more than $4.2 billion. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the April or in the March-April 2019 issue. So, Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send a 200-word essay to the email address Podcast at gmail.com. Next is the Eco Company Spotlight, where I would love to hear from you if you happen to be an owner or person who is involved in the make, the make and service of an environmentally related product or service by chance, uh, get your ideas out here on Greener Thoughts and have me review the product or service. I'd love to do that. Since February of this year, 2019, I've been reviewing and talking about some of my favorite uh, environmental companies. And today I'm going to introduce a new one for you. It's called Grace by Millie Max. If you've heard of the company, let me know your thoughts. Grace by Millie Max is a black-owned business created by Millie Max, who is the founder and CEO of Grace, G-R-A-C-E, by Millie Max. Grace is a name divinely given to her that signifies God, restores, and certifies everything. With Grace Polish, it's more than a color. It is an expression of who you are and who you are called to be. Grace by Millie Max specializes in various nail polishes with nail polish names such as goodness, love, healing, decoding, faith, kindness, faithfulness, and other highly favored colors. Grace by Millie Max nail liqueurs are made in the USA, 100% free of animal byproducts, recyclable, cruelty-free, and toxic-free and are free from all the big nine. A fun fact about nail polish and nail painting is that nail painting goes all the way back to 3000 BC. Grace by Millie Max can be found online at her website, Grace by Millie Max, that's Grace, G-R-A-C-E, B-Y, Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E, Max, M-A-X, Dot com. You can also find Grace by Millie Max on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Grace, all capital letters, by Millie Max. That's one word. And then Instagram, Grace by Millie Max, all lowercase one word. And then lastly on Twitter, 
as Grace, like uh, someone's name, and by Millie Mac, since all one word. Lastly, you can also contact Grace by Millie Max online by going to gracebymillimax.com, then click the contact tab at the top of their webpage to contact them. So thank you all for tuning in to today's episode about Flint's water crisis five years later. It's been a very uh, impactful episode, I think, especially for those who are affected by Flint in some way. And thank you all for tuning in, uh, especially because it's the last uh, April episode. And for this month, uh, I've been showcasing um, different mental health statistics and uh, volunteer organizations that, you know, really are making a difference. So thank you all for listening in every single episode for those things. Be sure to share this episode and mark it as a favorite, especially if you loved it. And be sure to tune in next time and be on the lookout for another episode. But until then, thanks so much. Bye.